hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. Today we're bringing to you another money tip episode. You have been telling us that you want specific actionable advice on how to improve your lives financially. And so that's what we're doing with this series, right, David? Exactly. Yeah, I think that a lot of us think about our spending habits, whether we're trying to get out of debt or we're trying to make more money or increase our our wealth. And so one of the things that John and I like to do is provide these little money tips because they're either things that we have used or we have researched and found as ways to help you spend less, make more and earn more. And basically live a better life. And today we're talking about one of our favorite topics, dining out. (laughs) We didn't really realize until we were paying off our debt how much we liked dining out. Um, When people ask, what are your favorite things to do? Dining out never really came to the top of that list until we assessed our budget and realized, oh my God, we're spending... While we're spending $400 a week on groceries, we're also spending $400 a week dining out, not including our alcohol budget. Right. It was kind of ridiculous, the amount of money that we were spending. And you know what's interesting is we're not alone in this. Research, a number of studies that we've come across over the last year show that the number one disposable income spend for the LGBTQ plus community is dining out. And I guess it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, that's something we do three four times a day we eat. So when we're not feeling prepared or we're not feeling uh, energized to go into the kitchen and make something, we go buy something. And so we want to give you some tips, some unique ways to save when dining out. Exactly. So today we're going to cover five of those tips, some of which David and I have already implemented in our own lives, a couple of which we just came up with because we wanted to give you something unique that you can't get anywhere else. And so we have yet to implement them, but we will certainly do so in the near future. So this episode of Queer Money is brought to you by the 7-Day Debt Freedom Challenge. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com and start the challenge today. If you like this episode, please take a screenshot of it on your phone Share it on Instagram along with your favorite point or quote and tag at Queer Money Podcast. Let's get started, David. What is our first tip? All right. So this one is a common one. And actually, we've shared this on in the Queer Money Facebook group and on the our at Debt Free Guys Instagram feed at Queer Money Podcast Instagram feed. I think I can't remember if we've actually done that one, this one uh, there, but this is our, our first tip, is to split meals. It's amazing how many restaurants serve portions that are so large <laughs> that it's easy to walk away with leftovers. And so if you're trying to cut down on your spending, one of the best ways to do that is to just consume less. So that's why we're suggesting that you split meals. Of course, we have some of our favorites. We usually like to split at Chipotle uh, because the burritos or burrito bowls are so large. Uh, this one's a pretty easy one, right? I, I think that uh, a lot of us would think of that at Chipotle or Gar- um, or uh, Qdoba. Uh, one of the things we like to do is we actually like to split the bowl and get chips, add guac to the chips and salsa and onto our bowl as well. So this one typically for us, ends up costing us about uh, $15 between the two of us. And when you split that, that's less than $7 per person. So uh, we're saving some decent amount of money there. 
Exactly. Other restaurants that we like to go to are Garbanzo's, which is a chain that's spreading around the country. Um, and then there's a local restaurant we go to called Spicy Bombay. Um, and that's they've got delicious food. But it, what I think is interesting is uh, a couple of days ago, we went with a friend in our building to a new local Mediterranean restaurant. And we were just out of sorts and we didn't really think strategically about our spending. Plus, we were with a friend, so we wanted to relax a little bit. And each of us got our own plates our own servings and all of us went home with leftovers and everyone said that we probably actually could have divided up one of those meals amongst the three of us so not only would we have saved more money but we would have saved ourselves a ton of calories um so you know you go to some restaurants um i think the cheesecake factory is well known (laughs) for this they have these like gargantuan portions that no human being really needs to eat all at once especially if you're trying to cut back on uh, calories. So, um, yeah, this is one of our favorite tips. Um, we do it probably a co- uh, at least one, once a week, if not a couple times a week, simply because our schedules are busy um, and uh, we don't like to cook sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so our second tip is uh, another one of our favorite tips. Uh, David and I like to go out on dates once in a while. We don't want to spend a ton of money when we go out on those dates, but we simply want to spend time together. And as we said, we love to eat out. So, Our second tip is to have an appetizer and drinks out at one of your favorite restaurants and then go home and have the more expensive portion of your meal, your main course, at home. So there are a couple of restaurants that David and I go to. We can either walk to them from our apartment or we can uh, ride our bikes to them. Uh, It makes for a nice way to and healthy way to get to the restaurant. We'll sit down, have one of our favorite appetizers. We'll order a cocktail or uh, each order a cocktail or we'll each order a glass of wine. After we spend some time, we finish up there, then we'll ride our bikes or we'll walk back home. And on the way home, we like to stop at a local uh, grocery store to pick up some fish or some meat that we can then take back to our apartment and grill. And uh, this makes for uh, a nice evening. It makes for a somewhat healthy evening. Uh, and we also get the opportunity to go out, spend some time together, but also not blow our budget. Yeah, and I think another kind of add-on to this one is it doesn't necessarily always have to be apps and drinks, and then you go home and have uh, the main meal. You could actually have the main meal at home and then go out for a glass of wine and dessert. still gets, gives you that uh, opportunity to feel like you're going out and enjoying a meal out. Exactly. And number three, if for anybody who has read for The Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life, written by yours truly, (laughs) you'll know that one of those four principles is that cash is king. So Mr. Otten Schneider is going to explain to you why (laughs) using only cash in this, uh, as one of these five dining out tips, is a great strategy. Right. It's amazing that the statistics show that when someone uses a debit card or a credit card, traditionally or over time, you spend about 12 to 18 percent more than you normally would if you were spending just cash. So think about that. If you would cut your budget back, your dining budget back or your budget back in general by anywhere from 12 to 18 percent, you probably would be living below your means or have enough money to invest or be able to pay off your debt. So that's why this one is so important. And just think about it. If you're heading out and you say you have $25 to spend, well, you're not going to buy a $15 entree and a $10 appetizer because you know that you have to include tax and tip. And more often than not, when you're using a debit card or 
credit card, you say to yourself, uh, I only wanted to spend $25, but I'm okay with spending extra so I can get that appetizer. And really, if you do that, a $10 appetizer and a $15 entree, and then you add tax and tip on that, you're probably going to be spending about $32, which is uh, is about 25% more than what you would have spent if you just used cash. Exactly. And then we wanted to give you something unique. In preparing for this particular podcast, I said to David, come on, let's come up with an idea that no one can find on any other website about how they can dine out without blowing their budget. So we tossed some ideas back and forth, and David came up with what I think is uh, a great idea. It's kind of a, a spinoff of our, our, our second suggestion, but um, it, what we're calling it is a restaurant crawl. So the idea here is, um, we haven't done this yet, we're certainly going to implement it. The idea here is to, uh, in advance, plan in advance, choose three to five restaurants that you'd like to visit in a night, do, what, uh, do sort of a crawl, where you have a different course at each of the restaurants, ideally the cheapest of those options at each restaurant as you progress through your meal. Um, this is something that would be great to do with friends. This is something that would be great to do with a, a partner. Um, but the, the, the key here is to plan this out in advance strategically. Now, you don't have to choose necessarily the cheapest option of each course. Um, but the idea here is to be able to enjoy your evening out, get a full course meal, um, but not blow your budget. So it's preferable to choose that cheaper, cheapest option from each menu section. Right. And one of the keys here is you might want to think about uh, doing this at the bar. So you're not actually at, sitting down at a table where the wait staff may expect you to spend 50 to to $100 uh, per person. Do this at the bar. Ordering off the bar menu is typically a little bit cheaper. Um, oftentimes, you'll run into happy hour specials at the bar. So you have this opportunity to kind of pick and choose a bunch of things that are maybe priced between $3 and $7. And uh, the other nice thing is, is that you might want to choose one of the places that you stop in between to just do drinks, because then everyone kind of has, understands that you're going to be kind of staging your meal out and you maybe can pick a place where the drinks are a little bit cheaper, or maybe, you know, somewhere that's having a happy hour for drinks. Exactly. That's that's an, a, a great point, certainly. If you know in advance the three to five restaurants you're planning on visiting, then do some research online to see if there aren't any uh, promotions going on. See if you can't find any coupons online. Um, see if you can't maybe find a Groupon that can maybe help direct which restaurants you hit for which which, which portion of your meals you want to you have. It's a great idea, Mr. Schneider. I appreciate that. Sure. All right. So our last one here is order efficiently. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, it's interesting that there are some dishes or some uh, some traditional menu items that really aren't that efficient when it comes to the amount of calories you're taking in and how much it costs and the amount of food that you get, whether it's calories or quantity of food. Um, and so one of the things we encourage you to do is actually look at that. So for example, think about your average salad at a restaurant. You're probably going to spend anywhere from 10 to $15 on a salad. The amount of food that's actually on that salad plate probably costs about two to three dollars. So here's one area where you might want to rethink when you're dining out. Salads are something that you can easily throw together at home and you get more calories for your bang if you go with say an appetizer that's a little bit more hearty or you just shift that money to an entree. 
Exactly. I think the other thing here to, to acknowledge is that some meals are simply not that difficult to make at home. So it's as easy to make a salad at home as as it is to order it almost. I mean, salads aren't that difficult. And especially when you go out to some restaurants, you get iceberg lettuce, which is, doesn't have a whole lot of nutrients in it. So um, this is why I, I rarely ever choose a chicken or a pasta dish at home uh, at a restaurant because they're as easy to make at home as, as anything else. So um, that's another great recommendation. If you're going to go out and you're going to spend some money, make sure you get your calories worth and make sure you're getting a, a plate that's complex enough that justifies the cost of your spend. So those are our five tips for uh, five unique ways to dine out if you're on a budget so that you can stay within your budget. Um, we would love to hear if you have any particular ideas yourself. So um, please uh, direct message us on, on Instagram or on Facebook and let us know if you have any particular ideas or which one of these ideas we've talked about today that you've already implemented. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so I'll just run through those again. One, you want to split meals when uh, when you can. It'll save you quite a bit of money. Have appetizer drinks at home. I'm sorry, at out and then go home for your main course. Or maybe switch that up and do your main course at home and then go out for dessert. Only use cash. Do a restaurant call and order efficiently. Exactly. This episode of Queer Money is brought to you by the 7-Day Debt Freedom Challenge. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com and start the challenge today. You won't regret it. If you, our listeners, like this episode, please take a screenshot of your f- this episode on your phone. Share it on Instagram along with your favorite point or quote or a recommendation that we gave you today and tag at Queer Money Podcast. Thank you, and we'll talk to you with you ne- next week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.